Hi guys, welcome to another episode of the Drama Psychology Podcast. In this episode, I am covering Kill Boxon, a recently aired Korean movie that came out on Netflix. And the reason why I decided to cover this particular movie is because I actually think it's very good. I enjoyed it a lot. And so if you've not watched this movie, you should know that I don't give spoiler-free reviews like i do have spoilers in my reviews so spoiler alert if you've not seen this movie check it out first before you listen to this review but yeah so i had seen this movie and the trailer on youtube a while ago and i knew i was interested in watching it because it looked very interesting and so when my cousin told me it had aired i went to check it out immediately so yeah this drama kill boxon is a drama that basically follows the life of gil boxon <laughs> and i see the pun they are playing there with the name but yeah it follows the life of gil boxon and she's basically this assassin in like this world that's very interesting and i'll talk about the world later but she lives in this world where like to be an assassin is a career choice <laughs> right it's it's something you aspire to be right and so she's one of the best and this basically follows her life and shows us like the world she's living in and the trials and you know tribulations she has to face because she also has a teenage daughter and you know teenage girls can be difficult and so for how bad as she is she still has to be a mom <laughs> to this daughter and yeah so that's what this movie is about it has a lot of action it has a lot of gore and you know it's not like if you're the kind of person that you don't like violence obviously you know to avoid this movie because it does like show a lot of that but um in a very good way in the sense that like the fighting scenes were really really top notch they were really good well choreographed and so it made this very pleasing to watch in that sense what made this movie worth watching for me was this sense of alternate reality and i don't know if anybody else felt that way watching this movie but i certainly felt that way in the sense that for anybody who's watched harry potter and or anybody who like knows the genre called magic realism which is basically a world within a world right it's a world where you know there's a realistic view to things right there is still you know new york times square but at the same time like there are fairies flying around in new york times square right so it's that kind of idea of like harry potter where harry potter is taking place in a real life britain right it's taking place in a real life existing place and it's using real life elements but also there is like platform that you know nine and three quarters so there's that sense of magic even in real life right it's a train track that has you know a space between nine and ten that has the space for the magic beings to go through to get to their own you know train and so this movie has that element of being a world within a world there is this world that exists that's very different from the real life world right it's very different from the world of normal korea it's a world where anything goes it seems right it's a world of you know assassins and it seems almost <laughs> because they, they mentioned this in the movie that even though they are assassins they have to follow rules right that's how this world is built and so this is the world where gilboxun is you know a member of so she lives obviously in the real world because she has a daughter that is you know tying out to the real world but then when you see elements of her with other people other assassins you see a different kind of world that she's in a world that clearly the people in it seem so tied to it like they would breathe live die for it right i mean literally they die for it right for example the scene where a boss's sister right which is like a mental case that girl is literally crazy she 
tells everybody she basically puts a bounty on on her head on gilboxon's head and tells people that you know she's she's up for grabs like if you can kill her you go to a higher level and these are people that i assume they were her friends <laughs> Right. Although I guess I should not have assumed that because the way they talk, the way they act, is uh, clearly they are all very psychopathic in that sense, right? Even to themselves, like they are very harsh on themselves. And so when they tell them that you know she's off a bounty, like kill her and you get a higher level, everybody turns on her immediately. And it's to the point where I thought, okay, so they'll fight a few, and because Gilboxon is obviously better than all of them they'll realize that obviously they can't beat her or anything. But no, like, she has to kill every single one of them. And again, this is what I'm talking about when I talk about the world in that. As she kills every single one of them, there's almost a sense of ordinariness to it. Like, there's a sense of it just being a mundane act that she's doing, right? Even for the people that are being killed, right? She kills them and, like, she's she's, she's basically killing them and they still continue fighting. They still, you know, put on this act of, like, they must die for this, which was odd to me, but also shows that it's obviously a different world, a world that this is what matters. This is everything, right? And I mean, the guy she sleeps with kind of alludes to that, right? And he's even also willing to kill her and she has to kill him as well, right? Because again, it's like do or die in this world, right? And so that's what makes this this drama interesting that there's almost that sense of this is not real life. This is not a real world, because it's it's a world within a world. It's a world that, yeah, it's Korea, yes, but not really Korea in that sense. And again, like, the ease at which crimes are committed, like, they don't even call it a crime, they don't call it a murder, they call it a show. Oh, you're going to put on a show, right? They've literally made this such an ordinary thing, an everyday thing, that it's kind of jarring for us, the viewers, to see that, right? And, I mean, they have recruits, they have people that train for this, and, you know, the young girl that, I mean, and I feel like I see that girl way too often. She was in juvenile justice, she was, like, I feel like she's been in <laughs> a lot of things, and she fits the role she's playing in a lot of things, but she always goes for that dark, like, she's really corner that world of like playing the you know dark young teenager character and and i like i just i like i like to see her in this like she was she was really good as well um and so yeah like that's what made this drama so interesting that i had to watch people basically be like a dancical about killing people right like they kill people for a living like there's a scene where giboxin and a lover um quote unquote he's basically like orchestrating how the guy will be found, right? He's basically like leaving the prince in the way. He's basically staging the murder scene, right? <laughs> so that it looks right for like the police when they get there, right? And so that's what I'm talking about. Like that scene, for example, they take dead body right there and they just like talk about things. And it's ironic that they're talking about like her daughter and like very, very mundane things, right? And that's what makes this movie very jarring in that sense and very, very interesting as well. But because, like I said, it's like she lives in a different world, she walks in a different world, right? Um, And they give it even a different, I think, coloring, right? The tone, like the saturation of when she's doing something bad is very different from when she's like with her daughter and stuff like that, right? And it seems that Boxon is is getting... A little tired of this world right it seems like she's and i mean boxing when you think about her in a way she's straddling two worlds in the sense that because she has a daughter that lives in i would say the real world Gilboxon has to kind of straddle two worlds in that yeah she's an assassin at night or assassin when she has to be but she's also the mom of this teenage girl that goes to school and you know has normal fights and stuff like that right and this is what starts to get to her. Even though she says it's not because she has a daughter that, you know, she's quitting the job. That's kind of what is the motivation behind it. Because 
I think at least personally, that our daughter is kind of making us see the real world in a way that other recruits around her, other people that are assassins around her cannot see it, right? You know, the scene where she realizes that the person that she has to kill is the son of the politician. Like, the politician has basically put a hit on his son, right? She changes her mind in that moment. And clearly, it's it's unheard of because all the recruits say that, oh my God, what? But you never cancel a show, right? Like, you've never done this before, right? And I think, yes, of course, it's also because her dad was a terrible person, like an abusive, abusive dad. But also, I think that she has begun to have a little bit of remorse, a little bit of guilt about what she's doing. Like, she's beginning to see, I guess, that what she's doing is not right, right? And so, when she tells her boss that you and I are going to hell, right? Yeah, definitely, it might not be because of the daughter but the daughter is adding an inhumane aspect to her that she doesn't know about i felt like right it's funny because not like the daughter is like a a terrible good person or anything like daughter is a lot like her in a sense right but still her daughter is making us see things i think differently that she can't kind of ignore (laughs) bad stuff anymore in that sense um and yeah, like that was my take on why she was like, okay, no, I need to stop this. And, you know, because they never really like explain why she wants to stop. They just say she wants to stop. And yeah, I mean, I don't know why there was such a problem with her quitting. Yes. Okay. So from the perspective of our boss, I understand why. Definitely. Right. Because obviously he loves her and everything and, you know, he doesn't want to see her leave. Right. And, and I just have to say, because I, I... I didn't know this about myself, but so as I was watching the, the movie, they do a flashback to when he first meets um Boksun, right? And <laughs> I maybe I should have heard like when I heard the words I should have known that it was Ijeok. But like when they showed Ijeok, I, I screamed so loud that <laughs> like I was I was I was I was embarrassed by myself. <laughs> like I was I was so happy to see him that it was it was actually kind of embarrassing, like how much I was like how happy I was at that moment and um yeah, but that was something I, I remember being like, Oh my god, I didn't know it was going to be in this movie and it was it was just a pleasant surprise to see his face. Um because I think his drama um Royal Loda isn't coming out till like next year because <laughs> I don't even know if they are filming, if they've started filming or not. But yeah, it was pleasant to see him. But yeah, basically I understand why the boss doesn't want her to like quit the job because you know he's in love with her and all that like stuff but his sister who i did not know was his sister at first <laughs> gosh oh my god those two are like ick value is times 10 million because they make us watch siblings kiss before we realize they are siblings and that's very very gross and they kind of snuck that in that you don't know because you just think oh my god like what is she because obviously like when i first started watching the movie like the first few scenes was her putting a leg on him like even on his face and i was like okay so i get that he's like the boss clearly everybody fears him right but seeing her i was like okay is she the mistress is she just like this hotsy person that's like you know she can do anything because she's sleeping with the boss like what is her role and then at some point you find out that that's his sister and like when Ijeok is saying it, I didn't I didn't put two and two together. But like later we find out that oh my god, that's a sister that basically smooched it. Like that thing was so weird now that I think about it. And like I don't know why they had to add that in. But yeah, the sister is obviously mental. I would have liked to see their backstory because obviously those two are not like normal. Like especially the sister, she's not a normal person. Cause I don't know why she kept golding. Okay, well I know why. Because again, maybe she's jealous about the fact that her brother is in love with Gilboxon. 
but still to go down to the point where she kills you like again that's something that this drama is doing that i don't know if i buy in the sense that no one seems scared for their life <laughs> right like no one is like for if i was the sister i would be terrified of gilboxon like okay I, I could hate her and you know try and like plan her death or something but not in the way she did it she did it so offhandedly that like i was shocked that she like of course you would die there's no way gilboxon is going to like take you seriously and so i don't understand why they made her so suicidal in that sense but yeah i could not understand why <laughs> <laughs> she was she was so hateful to gilbox and obviously it was because of the brother and you know blah 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 but like at first i was like what what is our problem like what is it and actually i would like to see a different movie that's like a prequel to just the boss and his sister i mean except the like icky part right because i do want to see how they grew up um she's very interesting that she's clearly a mental case but how did she get to that point because her brother the boss seems kind of more okay in the head but i like i also want to know how they started the business like it's a very interesting concept they have going on in the background of this world they basically built of like assassins right they could make more movies about this like story and this world i would be interested in watching more of it because they, they barely scratch the surface and i think they have something here but again like it's netflix so you know they might not ever do anything with it um but i I would be very very interested in seeing more of this world and you know just because again it's just interesting to me how they all just do all these things and they don't think twice about it it's it's very odd to me but makes it very very interesting that they could exist in such a world and all this is okay i should probably give a shout out to john doyon because she plays gilboxon here and she is fantastic I watched her in Crash Course and she's fantastic there too. And I, I hadn't heard of her before this. Like I hadn't known about her before I watched this movie. I do know that she was in Lost, right? Um, That's the only place I've seen her in. But other than that, it seems like she just popped out of nowhere <laughs> in the past like five years. But yeah, she's fantastic in this. Very good. Very different. And I, I have to say, I like her smile. She has this way of, she has a very sneaky, very charismatic smile that, that actually I, I really like. She's very, very, very good in this role. And, you know, thumbs up to her. But yeah, it, it was a really, really good movie. Definitely a good way to pass time. Like, if you're not seeing it, you should check it out. But yeah, that's my review of Kill Book Soon, which recently aired. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a nice day. Bye-bye.